And I think it's a disgrace that people can make impeachment out of nothing. That was a perfect conversation. If you look at uh, Mark Levin, he analyzed the conversation, one of the great constitutional lawyers many of them have. They were perfect conversations. There's nothing to impeach on. And I think it's a disgrace. I think it's an absolute, I think it's an absolute disgrace. With the impeachment inquiry being conducted on President Trump these past few months, the question on many people's minds seems to be, what are the actual grounds for impeachment and what makes Trump impeachable? I don't know, but I would guess it's you would have to do something illegal. Constitutionally, I mean, breaking the constitutional law is grounds for impeachment, I believe. I would assume it's to do with the Ukrainian phone call. When surveying students, it became clear that despite public interest in impeachment proceedings and the importance of impeachment to democracy, the majority of students were unaware of the exact terminology that makes a president impeachable and how the Senate conducts impeachment hearings. Looking towards the Constitution, the reason for impeachment and the language regarding impeachment can answer these questions. Lisa Hustis, Associate Professor of Legal Studies at the New School, sheds light on the reason impeachment provisions were included in the United States Constitution. There was a concern that the leader needed to be removed from misconduct, that there be a mechanism that was available to provide that immediate removal and not have to wait until there was the obvious removal for during the electoral process. As Professor Hustis explains, Well, the language that's provided in the Constitution, the conviction of treason, uh, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors, has never been clearly defined or ruled upon by the Supreme Court. In fact, um, although two presidents have been impeached in our history, uh, no president has ever been convicted. These two presidents were Andrew Johnson in 1868 and Bill Clinton in 1999. Both were acquitted in the Senate, with Johnson surviving by a single vote. The only other president who became the subject of serious impeachment efforts was Richard Nixon in 1974. In order to avoid impeachment, Nixon resigned from office and is the only president to have ever done so. Uh, because of that, we've never had the Supreme Court ever rule on what the language, particularly the language of uh, high crimes and misdemeanors means. The, the most accurate thing we can say is that we know treason means, we know what bribery means, but that's sort of an open-ended idea of what high crimes and misdemeanors mean. So it's in this particular context, um, you know, that's a very broad and open-ended terminology. Despite general ignorance on impeachment as a constitutional provision, the current hearings have stimulated student activism. Tony Peer is a new school student and co-organizer with the Out Now movement. The Out Now movement is essentially a movement that is trying to garner mass, a grassroots movement uh, to get thousands and millions of people onto the streets with a unifying demand that Trump and Pence's regime and his whole group of cronies must resign now. 
because what they're doing uh, and have been doing since they've came into office has more than constituted enough for them to be impeached. And the fact that the entire political uh, system has not advocated for that and they're only now advocating for impeachment on the grounds of national security uh, is completely unacceptable. Moving forward with the impeachment inquiry, we are reminded that impeachment is an important element of our Constitution, that the actions of the president must align with the language of high crimes, bribery, treason, or misdemeanor in order for the president to actually be impeached. As the House of Representatives and Senate conduct the impeachment hearings, they will get to the bottom of exactly what those words mean. For WNSR New School Radio, I'm Isabel Rosa.